playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. People, welcome back to another episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's your host, the Radical Latino. What is popping? My God, listen. So I'm bringing you guys another exclusive, another classic interview. You know how I always do. I always bring you interesting and important guests to the show. But before I let you guys listen to the interview, I got a couple of things I got. I gotta say, um, one, guys. I understand that um, for the for the most part recently on my YouTube channel I've been kind of going at certain amounts of people um, some people might say I'm a little messy or whatever the case is I totally get it you know um, which I already said that my channel is not gonna be no goddamn you know I'm talking about my YouTube channel not my podcast but my YouTube channel it's not gonna be nothing about you know like focus on drama or whatever the case is you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want I don't want to be that. But when you gotta call the certain people out, you gotta call certain people out. You know what I'm saying? What what can you really do about it? You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. You just gotta you know try to clean up your backyard and also try to clean up your neighbor's backyard. You know what I'm saying? When you see some of your your people trying to get out of line or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? Now with that being said, I understand and I'm very fully aware of a stream that was done in the weekend i understand that you guys need to don't need to send it to me multiple times i get it there's somebody that's sending sending me by different increments yo they talked about you i get it i heard it i seen it you know i had to rewatch it just to even hear it again i'm like okay cool i'm not gonna do a response to that all right so there was a lot of things that was basically proving me right on and there was a lot of things that basically made me kind of cringe like ooh, all right you know but i get it guys i get it you know what i'm saying you guys need to just just stop just relax all right i I've, i heard it i've seen it you don't need to send it to me no more you know what i'm saying i totally understand also for those who might be confused not on the podcast but on youtube for those who might be confused that are looking at the episode number talking about what episode 82 where the fuck is episode 81 um episode 81 i made the debate on uh, me and rican dalfia that i turned into episode 21 the reason is because i uploaded it on the podcast only for the podcast listeners so i made that episode 81 and this is episode 82 you know if you guys are looking down to my youtube category and goes like wait a minute i see episode 80 and this is 82 what the hell is where's 81 this is an explanation for you guys. You know, this is the reason why I'm saying episode 80, 82. I made that debate that we have episode 81. All right. So just, you know, relax. If you guys go to the playlist on my YouTube channel, you probably will already know, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what it is. You know, um, another shout out. I want to give a shout out to all my people donating to me. Um, to the recent person that donated $5 shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? There was another person I completely forgot last week. 
that donated 60 something dollars shout out to you also you know if you want to support your boy hit me up on my um cash app dollar sign radical latino or go to my website you know radicallatino.com there's gonna be a donate button you could donate to me all proceeds or half of the proceeds will not only go to me but will also go to nonprofit organizations you know what i'm saying and also um let me just give you guys a, a bit of a um backstory on this interview um you guys probably read the title um and um you guys will probably be like huh what so um this interview is with me and qb willie um we talked and had a great discussion i hope you guys enjoy it but we basically talked about numerous things and we also touch base on certain individuals but i just want to make this perfectly clear i want to make this perfectly clear what qb is talking about i for the whole thing that he's talking about <laughs> The majority of it, I agree with some of it. I don't. Okay. So if you guys listen to the interview, you guys will see what I agree with and what I don't. Cause I say, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't. You know what I mean? So I just want to get that out the way before you guys start taking your pitches, pitchforks and fire torches, you know, going all wild and stuff. I'm, I'm giving, putting that disclaimer out first. Okay. I want to put that disclaimer out first and, um, yeah, so I really uh, hope you guys enjoyed this interview um, and any other things that you guys want to discuss or any things that you disagree with in the interview, leave in the comment down below. All right. Oh, 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 wait, hold on. Before I go, before I go, I want to read some comments from last week's, um, you know, last week's uh, episode. I want to, I'm going to read comments from episode 80. And also, I want to read comments from episode 81. Remember, guys, if you want your comments read, if you want your comments read, go to the YouTube channel that the podcast is in, the episode, and just write your comments and I'll read it the week after. You know what I'm saying? So this is from episode 80. White friendship comes with rules. So the... Let me see, let me see, let me see. Russian bot says... They aren't our friends. They just use us. Fuck them and no white friend policy. Jesus Christ, Russian bot. <laughs> Yo, shout out to you. But yeah, like um, I'm not saying all white folks because remember when we talk about white supremacists, there's two types. There's white people and white supremacists. I'm not talking about all white folks, all right? But hey, it's 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 fair to it's fair to assume. It's very fair to assume that we shouldn't be having no white friends. If you want to do that, that's cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? But also remember our own people could be coons too. So we gotta, you know, we gotta really, really, you know, you know what I'm saying? We really gotta um, walk a thin line here. Um, the other one from Afro Mestizo King, <laughs> what's up, man? He said, can you, can you do a video on whitewashed Asians as well as Black Wall Street? Um, I'll definitely do a video on Black Wall Street. I don't know anything about whitewashed Asians. I don't know what that means. Maybe you could elaborate a little bit more. Probably I will do an interview on that. Um, Hercules, King Hercules said, 
The same people pushing that dumbass 5G conspiracy are the same ones that were failing high school science class. So, <laughs> so that that's because I talked about the whole stupid ass um, conspiracies on that 5G thing, which makes no goddamn sense. You know what I mean? Let's let's cut the bullshit. That makes no fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? Because if that was the case, if 5G was a real, real, you know, thing that was really hurting us and all this other stuff, my, yo, fam, we would have been feeling the effects way before anything else. You know what I'm saying? We'll be feeling the effects way before anything else. Like, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Get out of here. Okay. So now this is my, um, the comments from episode 81 which I made episode 81, the live debate that I had with Rican Fear. Remember guys, that debate that I had with, with, with homie was a debate for you guys to learn. Okay. It's for you guys to learn and understand how to basically, you know, de defeat these people's talking points. You know what I'm saying? So the, the comments right now, first of all, the comments are crazy on this shit, but base Seraph said, um, case study of Antonio. All right. Because they're talking about, you know, talking about Antonio's new, uh, new, uh, video. There's a deep seated mental issue with Antonio. When you closely watch his delivery on his video, he's rocking back and forth, stuttering his words. He also has involuntary twitches in his eyes. Normal people don't go from zero to hundred in a millisecond or in a, a you know, mindset of online conversation. Antonio doesn't repeat, um, his, op um, opponents. He empowers, wait, wait, hold on. Antonio doesn't, oh, I'm sorry. Antonio doesn't respect his opponents. He empowers himself by belittling others and then lashes out when someone does the exact same thing to him, which I've always said, and I've always noticed, you know, he's a little, you know, somewhere. He is a child with a webcam. webcam. <laughs> he is not stable enough to lead any sort of movement. My ma major, my major was not in psychology. However, anyone can determine something is wrong with him on the surface. I understand he wants to clean up certain aspects of the Dominican Republic, but he is trying to f fuse a date white supremacist idea, uh, outdated white supremacist ideology which will give him nowhere, which is, which is hundred percent true. It won't get him anywhere, not in America or the Dominican Republic. As you already know, I would not recommend, um, venturing down Antonio's path because it's a path that will not lead any results, not yield any, I'm sorry, not yield any results. It's a path that will create you know, a pesto um, alliance with individuals that will use him and eventually backstab him once their needs is fulfilled, which is true. Something I've always said, it's a path that will um, be met with heavy resistance, a path that will, this person's a poet, goddamn, a path that will leave with heavy resistance. You got to understand is that you will not survive, you know, um, basically that's what they, that, that, that's what they're talking about because this, uh, basically this debate that I had with Rican Dalfia is pretty much the same. It's a, it's the same talking points that he has with, um, Antonio, you know what I'm saying? They both think the same. They both view each other the same. 
So they're both a bunch of clowns. You know what I'm saying? Another one, uh, Do <laughs> Dr. Power says, Radical won this debate hands down. I have no idea why he took this, took this easy debate. I want to see him debate a white nationalist. Actually, a lot of people could w go watch that right now. I actually did. I debated a white nationalist um, named Didi. You guys could go back to the archives and, you know, just check that up. You know what I'm saying? She's a Jewish woman, you know, so you could definitely go check that out. You know, um, Marquis says black people didn't just originate from Africa. All people originated from Africa. Um, another one says, um, Dominican people just look black to me. Not all of them are light skin. They're all, <laughs> their hair is nappy. Um, shout out to Smith. Melanated Knight said the people who are saying that Rican made sense or won the debate needs to listen to it three more times because this dude was all over the place. Didn't even know a simple history. Some are just saying dude won because they don't want to admit it that a lot of the rhetoric that they're going around saying doesn't hold up. Also, Rican Dafia wanted wanted a politically this wanted politically this debate was the wrong way to do it because he made himself look like a complete idiot, which I completely agree. I completely agree. And the <laughs> The radical, the radical Haitian, <laughs> yo, these, yo, these people are so funny. The radical Haitian said, "Pretty good debate. Shout out to you." You know, um, the Almas Best says, "I don't like Rican Dalfia. He's a he 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 is lost. <laughs> he is he's a lost. I was gonna say he's a lost. He is lost and low key racist. He doesn't he does not want to ex accept the fact that." He is black. He's a black man that speaks Spanish as Latino culture. And that is a great, but at the end of the day, he is still black. You got to put some question or like some exclamation points and periods and stuff. I just read it the way I, I, I read it. So I'm all over the place, but, um, one, one more, one more comment. Um, Pana Rican, shout out to her. This dude is Puerto Rican. He should have more knowledge about the island than that. I also don't. I also don't know why there is a certain group of people who are repping just other um, Taino side, but the um, huge percentage. If you're Puerto Rican, you're just going around saying that you're just mainly Taino. Then you check your. You should check your history again. Good job, Radical. I hope he wasn't born in PR because <laughs> that really makes us look bad. Unfortunately, he was, you know what I'm saying? He was born in PR and then I think, uh, raised in Dominican Republic for a certain amount of years. Apparently that gives him more knowledge to the island, to the history of whatever is going on. But anyway, um, I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, those comments right there. Anyway, um, I, let me stop rambling and here's the interview enjoy yeah welcome back to another episode my people now i have a very special guest with me today a lot of you might know him a lot of haters definitely know him a lot of people might not know him but he goes by the name qb willie what's going on bro what's popping what's well, good radical man it's great it's great to be in your channel uh, hey man how you doing bro 
Not much. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. You know, um, I'm coming from a great debate. Uh, um, I, you know, I, uh, I washed that ass, you know, and I basically, you know, packed him up and sent him home crying. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm like a football player that just came back from a football win. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm feeling good. Right. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, I can't, com- I can't complain, you know, from this whole quarantine situation, at least something good came out of it, <laughs> you know? I feel you. I feel you. Facts on facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I'm glad that that you that you came in because um, we're gonna be discussing a lot about black men traveling and this whole um thing that is happening on YouTube. And I want to hear another perspective on it. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear another perspective right. on it. And I'm glad that you know you're a black man, a successful black man that travels. But before we get into that, I want to get to know who QB Willie is. So can you give, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, not a problem, bro. Basically a single bachelor man um, that pretty much works hard and plays hard. Uh, out here in Cali, uh, pretty much have three strong hustles, sources of income. Uh, ex-college basketball player, and I like to travel for leisure. Um, and that's pretty much about it. Okay. Were Were you born in California? Yes, born in Southern California, uh, raised in the Long Beach area. Uh, at the basketball court is where you spent most of your days. No, let me stop. Let me stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um what was it? Uh, okay, and um. What uh? What did you did your parents move to California or or Northern California or something? So, my mom and my dad are both from Northern California, but they went to college in Southern California. That's where they met, and they end up staying there in SoCal, and so that's where I was raised throughout my whole entire life. Gotcha, gotcha. So you said you were a college uh, basketball star. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I went to school uh, in South Texas, A&M International, Division II basketball school. Uh, played there for three years. At first, I was at FIU, which is Florida International, down there in Miami, and then transferred there. Graduated, uh, bachelor's degree in urban planning, minor in business administration. And then from there, it was just, you know, on the grind, uh, you know, in corporate, doing project management for residential units, commercial units. Um, and that's that's pretty much about it. Then now I have a uh, part-time sales job with the utilities. And that's that allows me to have, you know, a good side income to travel, plus a few investments here and there with stocks, uh, that I also talk about in, in other channels as well. So with that, um, allows me to live uh, a free single bachelor lifestyle. Gotcha. And it's it's really surprising that um, a black man such as yourself is actually out here with the financial fortitude to actually do that, because due to the you know the system that we live in. It's uh, it's it's surprising and very applauding. So shout out to you, you know, 
that uh, you found a, a angle on on how to do it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just given to you. Right. you know? Um, right. So when you went to school, uh, if you don't mind me um, asking, what did you go to school for? I think you told us previously just now that you got a bachelor degree in urban planning. So, but what what did you go mainly to for school for? So it was originally I majored in international business. So my plan was to be was to play basketball overseas and own a resort overseas. So I always had like that travel type mindset. Um, But I ended up changing my major um, as business. At that time, I wasn't really skillful in math and urban planning was kind of more of my interest um, in regards to development and understanding zoning laws and how to build subdivisions and architecture and things of, of that nature. Gotcha. 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 Um, so what got you into this, you know, urban planning thing and what, and what is urban planning for the people that might not know? Oh, okay. So basically as a project, project manager, you, you're, you're basically, assisting developers. So if you want to develop a new Walmart or a new condominium project or a new stadium, you're pretty much like an advisor, you're a consultant. So my job is to say like, this is how big the lot is. This is how much square foot you can cover. This is how tall the building can be. This is how much landscaping you need to do. This is how much parking is going to be required. Um, and then basically you try to get their permits and get their approval so they can develop that project. Gotcha. Gotcha. Have you, um, being, being part of a, um, urban planner, uh, have you, have you seen some, you know, internal racism in that type of environment, you know, when getting permits or whatever the case is? Well, there's not too many black project managers in my field. So they just want to pretty much test your knowledge. Like, oh, okay, well, how do you know this? How do you, like, what's your credentials? And, you know, I pretty much provide them that information. Like, hey, you know, I understand zoning law. I took these classes. I understand geographic information systems, which is GIS. Um you know, I have a cert and understanding subdivision laws here in California. So when you break that down and you explain some of the projects that you work on that are related, then it's, hey, okay, you know, I, I can uh, trust that this guy can, you know, assist me in my development. Gotcha. Um, for, so I've always heard that um, Northern California, like San Francisco, is mm-hmm. uh, way more pricier than Southern California, like LA or San Diego. Why? Why is that? W- would you Would you be an expert in probably knowing why that is? Yes. So, just to let you know, all of California is pretty much expensive. Besides Central California, and Central California is basically Bakersfield, Fresno, and Sacramento. 
So Northern California is really expensive because you have all the dot-com industries. So you have Facebook, Instagram, Google, PayPal, Tesla, and they're paying people over 100K a year. So when you have jobs that pay over 100K a year, both people can afford to live in luxury apartments that are like 3000 4000 a month. Um, Northern California wasn't always like that until the 90s. Um, Los Angeles is a different industry. You know, it's mainly film production, and you have a lot of international banks um, on there. But L.A. is very more middle class compared to the Bay Area. San Diego, on the other hand, is a military town. So they're they're like the basically the little cousins. So if you're not in the Navy, or if you're not in like Border Patrol or Customs, there's really no strong economy compared to Los Angeles or San Francisco. It's pretty much based on tourism. That's it for San Diego tourism and the military. Gotcha, 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 and um. How long did it take you to to learn all this knowledge from you know your uh, from your schooling? So four years, and then from there, um, I interned for about a good year, year and a half, and then I was able to land basically my first corporate gig in project development. So. Right, total, I would say about six years. That's what's up. That's what's up. Shout out to you. Shout out to you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to you for that. That's that's amazing. Um, and and that's not something that you really wanted to do, right? When you first started, right? Right, of course. I wanted to play basketball overseas and kind of you know do that and probably coached basketball, but. It just really wasn't a strong passion after I graduated. Yeah, like have a shoe name after you and stuff like that. So I get it. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's always cool. The yo, you got the Qs on the QB Willies. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and that name basically came from because uh, I'm a huge football fan, kind of from Jamie Foxx. Uh huh. Um. I basically admired the black quarterback coming off the bench, doing his thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and living life. If, if you remember the movie Any Given Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of follow that model throughout life, you know. Really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so the so the name QB Willie or your tag name QB Willie just comes from that movie. Right. Any Given Sunday. So it was wow. like, yo, man, this 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 guy came from nothing, you know, black quarterback, black corporate, you know, project manager, and he's out there living, doing his thing, um, basically, you know, and any given Sunday, Jamie Foxx really helped his team be successful, and I just loved that model in life about him, that he was pretty much the underdog. And now he became the top dog. And it, I don't know if you follow football, but a lot of black quarterbacks kind of em- emulated that as well. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay. 
Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So what what got you into playing basketball? Uh, I'll, I'll say because you were in college, so I'm going to just say professionally. What made you start playing basketball professionally? Well, you, you mean in college? Because yeah. I never, I never played. Pro- yeah, I well, I call I call college professional because I see them on TV. So oh, if you're okay. on TV, I just call it professional. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So okay. I'll, say, I'll say professionally. Fuck it. I'm over here, you okay. know, g- g- gassing your head up. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. Now, for the most part, um, it was just an opportunity to have a full time scholarship for for college. And so there's a few schools that offer me um, both scholarships and FIU, which is Florida International, was one of them. And I said, hey, you know, Miami, it it was between there, Sacramento State, um, University of Montana, uh, Southern Utah, North Texas, and FIU, and then a, a, a few divisions. Division two schools, but once I went to South Florida, I'm like, yo, this is where I want to be. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So, all right, so let's get into this. Why I got you here, right? Um, right. Black man traveling. I'm I'm hearing a lot of negative stigma about black men traveling, which the majority I don't agree with. Some I do. You know, there's no reason to to travel to another country if you have these stereotypes about your own people. You know what I mean? Like, would, right. you, would you be able to agree with that? Yes. Okay. I, I, I totally... Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, with that being said, right, um, let us know the first time you got the travel bug and decided to start traveling when QB Willie said, oh my, this is a thing, you know? Like, when was the first time? Like, how was your experience? Right, so my very first place that I actually traveled to was actually the Bahamas when I was in Florida for that short period of time. And there, you know, it was okay. Um, like, okay, you know, nice white sandy beach. Um, but I didn't really have, like, you know, the financial support to to do anything out there. It was just one of my friends like, hey, bro, do you want to come to the Bahamas for the weekend? And it's like, well, okay, like what else I'm going to do? Just be in my dorm all day, like doing nothing. So that kind of opened my eyes just a little bit. But I think what really got me, you know, having a travel bug is um, one of my boys in Mexico, uh, his father owns like this really, really nice resort in Cancun. And so for his bachelor party, he invited me out there and, you know, we had a yacht and that was just like an awesome experience. Um, I mean, we party so much, but the, but the treatment was just unreal. The food was great. The scenery was nice. And I said to myself, like, yo, man, um, America compared to this, like, this is really good living for um you know for a low price yeah and, and so and mind you mm-hmm. the profession that you have you kind of you're kind of around money all the time so you kind of know the value of the dollar how far it could stretch out in mexico correct 
Of course, yes, yes. And so after getting that experience, um, the the treatment by the local people, uh, I just kind of begin to realize that, hey, you know, America is kind of overrated <laughs> when it comes to the quality of life. So from there, I, you know, basically structure my life to where I can travel about, I would say twice a month for the most part. Now we're in quarantine, so I can't do that for now, but that's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm I'm not tripping, but um, again, it goes back to that model, work hard, play hard. So I would say about twice a month, I, I try to get out and go somewhere more so to Mexico because it's, it's literally, literally right there. But yeah. twice, twice a month, I would say I will go out and travel and explore and have new experiences. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so with, with, with that being, with that all being said, um, you kind of have, um, a, a, a sort of a fizzle of fizzle messing up right now. It's okay. A, 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 a philosophy, basically, a philosophy, a physiological, physiological th- way of thinking of why you want to travel and why you should travel. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it makes you more rounded. You you see life in a different lens. Um, so a lot of people claim, oh, well, you just travel for the women. Um, No, because I can tell you what, women here and then women overseas, you know, there's good and bad in both places. But for me, as a single man, I can live a better lifestyle in another country compared to the United States on so many different levels. So that's, that's why I like to continue and explore as many places as possible. So in the future, it's like, okay, you know, I can live here for six months. I can live over there for four. I can live here for two, et cetera. Um, You know, the whole world is pretty much your backyard. And when you have that financial freedom and you have that freedom of, you know, being single, and not being what, you know, basically SYS and being in Midtown Red Pill, we call it the matrix being here in the United States. Like the world is your backyard and you can go anywhere and do anything the way you desire to do so. Nothing's stopping you. Gotcha. So, so that that that, mm-hmm. um, that word that word the matrix is it's interesting. Why do you call America living in the matrix? So um, it starts off with the red pill. If you've seen the movie, The Matrix, um, basically, you know, the United States is when you lived here for so long and you're looking at the media and the propaganda, everyone claims that this is basically the heaven. You know, the United States is where you need to be. This is the best quality of life. And so you're automatically conditioned to think that, hey, the matrix is where I need to be. But when you explore and getting that passport, because I'm going to be honest with you, I just recently got my passport like two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
um, then you escape the matrix and now your total belief system has changed completely after having those experiences. Mm, mm, okay. And, and some of it, some of it, I would agree because, um, you know, living in America, you know, it's kind of for men, it's kind of set up against you. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've, you know, I've, uh, felt not felt, but personal, you know, from personal experience, you know, um, I've seen things I've experienced things, you know, I've seen some of my friends get caught up in this whole child support system when, right. you know, they didn't even have a kid with the lady, you know, and it took them forever to even prove to the courts that, you know, they didn't, they weren't the dad, you know what I mean? So I understand, I understand exactly where, you know, why certain men, you know, would, would go out overseas. Now, um, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that there's other men out here, you know, doing it for nefarious reasons because they, uh, they have these negative dispositions about their own women. Right. So for guys, I just go for strictly mongering. Um, you have the right to do so. However, if you're not self-improving as a man, then it really defeats its purpose. So if you say that, hey, you know, being married or raising a single mother um, or procreating with children here is bad or you're against it, but you go outside the country and you date or monger with the women there and you're constantly doing that without self-improving as a man, then you're just basically taking one situation to another and validating women without you bettering yourself as a man. So that's what I'm against. Gotcha. Oh, so you're, so you're against that. So can you, can you, do, Cause, cause, can you talk about, the, can you talk about some of the rumors that some people say that, you even um, dogged out some of your own women, some black women, on why you travel. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some of those rumors? Right. So a lot of people believe that black men, um, they travel to seek out foreign women because they want a feminine woman in their life or, you know, they, they want a Spanish Spanish woman period compared to a black woman, those men are not shaming black women. Black women is not the issue. It's the laws that are unfortunately set up against men. There's a serious consequences that can destroy your livelihood. That's the, that's really the issue because female nature is female nature, whether you're in the States, Mexico, Jamaica, it doesn't matter. So it's not hating on black women. I think black women have an issue with black men traveling because now it's more options for the playing field provided for us. Got it. But I always, I always tell people black men that make a certain income level, they're going to have options regardless. They're going to have white women. They're going to have Asian women. They're going to have Latin women. 
So it ain't just y'all. They're suffering too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so but 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 my question was that do you did you did you ever or do you um you know ever say anything disparaging on why to your own women on why you travel overseas no okay no never never i heard listen i heard rumors Mm -hmm. people tell me things they're, they're like that dude QB, yo, you know he he mm-hmm. dogged out their own, his own women. He's a liar and all this other stuff. So I'm hearing things. So I got I gotta say it, brother. I gotta say it. You know I gotta of ask. Course. You know. Um, so okay. So um, with that, this you know this you know dismissed. Um, why do you now right now? Because you're a single male man, and right. you have basically financial you know wealth. On why you you even said it yourself you travel twice a month you know why do you do it are you doing it to find love or are you just doing it just basically to have a good time? For me, it's to have a good time and then a future investment. So certain places that I go to that I stay, it's like all right, you know, I'm all about passive income. So if people are online staying at some of these resorts or getting the timeshare, they can flip it on Airbnb for a certain amount. I will love to do that. Um, when it comes to the women, yes, you know, I do participate <laughs> in the mongering activities. Uh, however, I have a threshold. And what I mean by that, because you have some guys that will overpay for women. Um, and send women money when it's unnecessary to do so. But I like the traveling experience far better than the dating or being a relationship experience here in the United States. Yeah. So, so, so you're saying that, Mm -hmm. um, when you do, um, tend to experience the, the, what you just said, the mongering experience, you don't really travel just to do that. You just, um, you know, you just, that's just another side, uh, you know, appetizer that you could, um, the, you you could you know, um, basically eat off of. That's just something that comes with the with the whole traveling, correct? Correct, correct. So I like to see museums. I like to see historical places. I like to yeah. see architecture. Actually, let's like let's to... go let's go over what you you sent me. So. Um, I don't know. Can you can you see everything that you sent me? Can you go through your phone and and see the first? Yeah. So all right. So you're in the jet ski. I want I want for everybody for everybody um, on the podcast right now. I'm I'm gonna be showing some pictures and videos that uh, Q mm-hmm. sent me. He um if if you're on the podcast, go to my YouTube and you'll see the visuals. But obviously, you won't be able to see it on the podcast. So the first one is. You're jet skiing, you know, in some clear blue water. Shout out to you. You look like you're having fun, man. Um, right. t- t- tell us a little bit about that. Like, So, yeah, that was in Cancun. The jet ski rental, I think it was for an hour. I think it's like 45 bucks. Yeah. Um, and it, it, was, it was great. It was a great experience. I like to jet ski from time I, to time. I, I see. I see. You're having a great time. Also, the next one that you sent me was a video of a museum that you're in. So you're learning part of the culture. Right. Exactly. 
That was in uh, Monterey. And by the way, to go to that museum uh, in Mexico, I believe it's on Saturday or Sunday. I'm not quite sure. I think it's Saturday. Museums are free there. Oh, okay. Um, if you go on another day, I think it's only like less than four dollars yeah. to go in the museum. So that was basically history about the Native American culture in Mexico, particularly in Nuevo León, and then a little bit of the Spanish roots as well. Well, it looks it looks good. It looks good, bro. It really, I like it. Mm-hmm. The next one is which I I love. It's you having dinner in some fancy ass place. T- tell us a little bit more about that. That that's a rooftop, bro. Yes, that's in Guadalajara. So for those steaks, three steaks, an appetizer, including I think we had like two margaritas each. Yeah. I'm talking all together, all together. As I came out to about eighty bucks total. Dude, that's a huge steak, bro. That's right. that's more than. And you and there's like probably more people around you that you're eating, but wow, that that seems like a nice spot. That's your boy right there. Yeah, that's two of my boys out there. Uh, uh, that's on the right. We're we're right. I, I have a a little travel chat. It's about yeah. I would say about thirty of us in there from everywhere in the United States. So right. we we get together. Shout, mm-hmm. shout out to you. Now the next one is. You know, you're in this some sort of like museum castle looking thing. What is that? So that's a historical plaza in Guadalajara. Uh-huh. That's kind of like the courtyard area, and I was doing a historical tour. Oh, okay. Uh, during the, yeah, during the day, and uh, that was one. I believe that's like the Capitol building, an old Capitol building mm. in Guadalajara. Yeah. Mm, it looks nice. So, so you're pretty much learning the 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 history and some of the culture when you're out there, right? Absolutely. And this Absolutely. is and this is something you always do when you when you travel, correct? Correct. Gotcha. I, I always tell I always tell people like, I just want to go monger Mexico. Yeah. I can go direct. I can go directly to Tijuana. You know, when I yeah, go to yeah, these yeah, places yeah, yeah. Out, outside of Mexico, the purpose is to learn the culture and see different things there within that city. Yeah. And now let's, let's move on to the next one. Like this is like, you're in a boat. What, what do you own a boat now, bro? What the hell? You uh, know, you I, got, I you got those fountains <laughs> and all that. Like this looks like some romantic shit where you, you, you got yourself a lady. What, what's going on? Uh, right. Uh, that was, I was with one of my friends, uh, there in Monterrey, Mexico. That was the river walk. All right. So, right. So, like, it's basically similar similar to the river walk in San Antonio. Uh-huh. Um, it's, you know, you go on this, you know, mini boat, and you basically explore that whole park in Monterey. So, it's, it's pretty cool. And the museum is, like, right next to it as well. Wow, wow. That's cool. Now I, I saw I saw this little this breakfast thing. This looks, this uh, this looks so this looks nice. I like it. Um, now now you got a couple of white women here in bikinis, bro. Nobody. You got some Nobody. white. You got some white women here and all that. Like you know what I'm saying. So, 
So well, there was a party and stuff, and you, you know what I mean. You, there was a what's up? So this this is uh, Papa's and beer, player player the Rosarito. That's just outside of uh, Tijuana, about twenty minutes south. Yeah. It's the biggest beach club in the West Coast. Yeah. So every now and then I, I'll go there for, if there's going to be a performance, guys like. Migos has performed there, yeah. Travis Scott, Rick Ross, um, yeah. and, and it's fun time. You're really so, loving those white women, bro. Watch out, watch out, watch yeah, out. I, I <laughs> watch love out. them all. <laughs> this guy. So you, you, there, there's, there's a couple of more photos. There's one. So this is your hotel that you'll be staying at. This is not no, no one-star right. shit. This is some five-star. Right, yeah. This is some fancy hotel, bro. Like... Right, that's the Fiestas of Americas in Monterey. Mm. It's one of the best hotels to stay in that area. I highly recommend it. And so again, and, and mind you, I, mind I, you, when you do mm -hmm. this, you do this all the time, and you travel, and you you travel with class, right? Right, gotcha. absolutely. If I'm if I'm gonna go out and um, go somewhere, I'm I'm treating myself, bro. Yeah, plain and simple. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, that's that's amazing, that's amazing. And you you're parasailing on the next road. You said me, you parasailing. You sound you look like you know you glad for for a second. I thought you were like Captain Save a Ho. I'm like, oh shit, this motherfucker's <laughs> trying to save a hole right now. But now nah, you're, you're you're parasailing. Tell us about that, bro. Yeah, that's in Puerto Penasco, which is in Sonora. Yeah. Um, that's about four hours south of Phoenix, Arizona. Beautiful place. Everything is dirt cheap down there. Oh from the God. ATV, right. From the ATVs, parasailing, snorkeling. There's so many recreational activities out there. Yeah. Um, and. I'm, I'm, I gotta go back over there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm giving you some flashbacks now. This is mm -hmm. you with a, a, a selfie, you know, behind a historical, I'm gonna say a historical building, correct? Right, that's in Mexico City, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You with a black hat and all that? Right, yeah. Representing the angels. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna just go a little bit more down on this. I'm gonna go a little bit more down. And there's a, a a video of you, you know, you, you're taking in a park, right? Right. So that's uh, the Santa Fe area of Mexico City, which is basically outside of Mexico City. It's like a brand new city. Got it. Um, very urban and modernized. Uh, Got great it. place. Gotcha. Great so, place. That. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that park is absolutely stunning. It's about, uh, I think it's like 20, two, 200 acres. I forgot the size of it. Yeah. But they literally have four-star restaurants in the park. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks, you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you've been to the High Line in New York City, but it reminds me of the High Line. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of mm -hmm. the High Line. And, it, uh, you know, you got a picture probably of one of those four-star restaurants, you know, with some lemon. And is that fish? Is that fish yeah, right next that's to back, that that's that's back in Puerto Panasco, but yeah, that's uh, I believe that's Marlin, um, 
or trout. I forgot the name of it, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fish was amazing. That pita colada was like one of the best pita coladas I had in my life, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so now, for what I'm seeing, you're, you're when you travel, how long? How, how long do you stay there? A week, three days? How long? It varies, but I would say between three to five days. Okay, so when you do those three to five day trips, because what I'm hearing from all these other people that you mainly just go there just to have hookers and stuff at, from the image that they're portraying, that image is that they're portraying that you're just fucking your brains out. You know what I'm saying? You're just smashing your brains out. For every other woman you probably are seeing, you know what I'm saying. So, but that's not the case. You're actually learning the culture. You're actually learning, um, the the, you know, the history of the places that you go to, and if you're gonna, you know, dabble in some other, you know, non-favorable activities, you do that on the side. But that's not the main reason why you go, correct? Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. So, so why, mm-hmm. why, so can you tell us, explain, try to explain to us why some of these people have this, this, you know, this stigma against black men traveling that you're, ba- we're basically try- debunking right now. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, a lot of people, again, have this mindset that, oh, you know, you're traveling. You know, if you're paying for it, that means that you can't get women here. Um, and that's all you do to entertain yourself. Well, again, you have, you do have some black men that do go ahead and do that. Um, but as I stated before, you're not escaping anything if you're continuously valuing and worshiping women. So, again, in my situation, as well as most black travelers, that we're exploring the culture, the food, the ambiance, everything. And the women, again, are like the appetizer. Um, I'm one of those guys that, hey, you know, if I just wanted to go out and bang girls, I can go on Tinder, I can go to the nightclubs, I can go to Vegas, I can go anywhere. So just because you're traveling everyone automatically assumes you're traveling for the women automatically. But when they see stuff like this, it's like, Oh, okay. Like, wow. Now now let me ask you some questions Mm -hmm. on, on those five day trips. How many times are you hooking up with different type of women that, you know, that you're paying for on those five day trips? Um, one, one every day or just once one time, probably the third day that you're there. Like, like, like what? Right. So for me, it depends on certain places that I go to um, because I travel so much in Mexico where, you know, the girls, they live there. (laughs) You know, I tell them a week in advance, hey, I'm coming through and they'll spend their time with me, whether they're either in a relationship or not a relationship or single. But if it's uh, a place where I haven't been, um, if I'm there for about three days, you know, I might go ahead and meet about two women throughout those, those three days. And if I like her company, I would tell her to come back the next day or later on that night. Gotcha. 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 But, but the, the, the thing is that you're, 
you're not strictly going down there just to to dabble in sexual activities like some of these people try to portray, correct? Absolutely. Gotcha. And, Absolutely. and, and that's what I really want to, you know, get into, you know, because, um, you know, you and uh, men who travel kind of get that stigma just because of one or two, you know, um, knuckleheads who are traveling right. and that's all that they're doing it for. You know what I'm saying? That's all that exactly. they're doing it for. And to really break it down, um, here in California, the average date is about $250, okay? I can go anywhere in Mexico and stay for three days, including flight in a hotel, for less than $250. So would you rather have the traveling experience or the dating experience for a maybe? Mm, I'd rather have the traveling experience because I'm doing something new. So... If, and not only if you're a single, not only that, you know, that I'm doing something new. Um, I rather, you know, if I'm able to dabble and get a fly looking shorty, you know, if I'm out there and I didn't come with nobody mm-hmm. and I'm single, then you know, I'll I'll dabble in having a good time. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind doing that. You know what I'm saying? But but just you know, so, this, so in this scenario, in this scenario, for people in this scenario, yeah. all right, you know. Right. So let's do the math. If you're dating four girls, okay, if you're a single guy that's dating about four girls and you go on four dates, um, you're looking to spend about $1,000 a month, bro. Yeah. $1,000 a month, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. For, four, for, for four dates. On these mm. trips, I probably spend... Including, including, you know, for the appetizers, i.e., the women, um, easily less than four hundred, five hundred tops. Mm. Um, and if I if I go with certain guys, then that that cost is being split as well. In terms of you know the stay, you know, we stay at a really nice Airbnb mm. or va- vacation house. Mm. Now, so. Now, mm-hmm. some some people might hear this and say, that's disgusting. That man right there is disgusting. He disgusts me. So before you guys go and unsubscribe, please don't, please. Um, before you guys go and unsubscribe, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, okay? Um, QB, mm-hmm. stop fucking our women, Q. No, 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 no. no. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, some might say that you are not, you know, going there with the best intentions with, um, you know, hooking up with women. You're hooking up with a low, low, low class woman. Um, you're, mm-hmm. You are potentially going to get yourself either hurt or get yourself have a disease or something like that. What, what, what do you have to say about that? Well, a lot of these places where I go, I mean, there's several ways where you can meet women in these foreign countries, you can meet them online, you can go to the strip clubs, you know, you can go to massage parlors, wherever. And those places for the most part are pretty much regulated because, you know, again, that's part of the economy of that place. So in terms of getting into trouble, you know, there's been a few instances where I've known certain guys where they meet a girl for the first time, especially in Colombia. Um, you know, they either 
uh, got drugged. I heard stories about that where they got drugged or they came up and they have stuff missing like their computer, their, their watch, their wallet. And so, um, you know, I advise guys, Hey, you know, don't have them to spend a night, you know, when you first meet them, uh, make sure you stay at a place where there's security make sure it has really good views. You do your homework. Um, now in terms of, you know, like sexual diseases or anything like that. Um, I always wear a condom. I'm, I always protect myself. Even here in the United States, um, I've been doing that. So I value yeah. my livelihood to the yeah. furthest extent, and that's what I try to do at all times. Yeah. Um, but so, some might say that you're just using women as sexual objects when you go over there. Like, you, that's that's mm -hmm. what you're viewing women as. Like, what do you have to say about that? I would strongly disagree. Um, my argument is, hey, you know, money buys sex everywhere, okay? Women are not free. Uh, using women as sexual objects, they make the choice to engage in that type of activity. So I view it as a fair exchange. You know, as a man, I have needs, I have desires, um, and dating costs money here in the United States. If you live with a woman, that's going to cost you wait, money. Wait, hold on. You lied, bro. Women don't choose that. Us nasty, ugly men, we force them into doing that, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. So get to the, get to the, a lot of the women, right, a lot of the women that I actually have met, because um, here's another thing. A lot of people think, oh, well, you just go to brothels and strip clubs, yada, yada, yada. There are escort service sites, I'm not promoting anything, where you can meet your typical nine-to-five type girl. And, and a lot and of these women... If, if anybody is interested, go to backpage.com forward slash QB Willie and you'll get 10% off. <laughs> no, no, go, right. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> or, or, or message me in IG. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> where, you, where, where, you, where you meet these girls who are they're, they're either in college, they're college students, they, they work at the bank, they're teachers, um, you know... They're, they're accountants. They're, they're high-profile mm -hmm. women, right? They're high-profile gotcha. women, and they understand now, that, hey. Now, some might say, some might say, how high-profile are these women if they're dabbling in some degrading behavior? Well, a lot of high-profile women dabble in, in bad behavior, period. That's here, too. So, again, my question would be... Um, who are you to really judge? Mm. Mm. If you haven't dabbled in bad behavior, throw the first stone. Yeah, no, I get it. I get you. I get you. I get you. <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, you know, like I said, um, for them, it's a survival means for the most part. A lot of a lot of the girls kind of tell me because I, I do ask them, like, hey, you know, why are you doing this? You're a pretty girl. Yada yada yada. Well. You know, I'm I'm a single mother. Um, I'm trying to support my child, or you know, one girl. You know, of course, you know, I felt bad for her, like you know, not in a simplest way, but when I know she got deported, you know, 
Yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. trying to make her car, her car payments, and I take it for what it is. It's like you know, hey, you know, you're a cool chick or whatever, and I'll hit you up again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna be that guy to just send you money or you know do things out the way because you guys yeah. support it. Because for yeah, one, yeah. you're not my chick. Two. Hey, you're in this industry, like you're making those decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so let me let me ask you. Um, you got a lot of haters, bro. You got a lot of haters, and you <laughs> you <laughs> you were in a recent live stream that kind of went left. Um, I don't want to promote this live stream whatsoever i um you know it went it went left even the even the person who was conducting the live stream that that youtuber kind of regrets it you know she even put out a whole post you know what i mean um no mm -hmm. no shade to that creator you know more power right. to, to that creator but you were in a recent live stream and i'm gonna just mm -hmm. talk about i'm gonna ask you questions about two people um of course yeah um you know i got to bro i have to i have to um <laughs> kim one two three now he goes on these huge um promotional videos on talking about right mr bbc folks here's what this brother is escaping the matrix folks you know he goes to this mm -hmm. whole uh bbc and stuff like that um what do you think about people who who think like that and and kim's overall message what do you think about that um i just want to give credit where credit is due um kim mr kim one two three is very inspirational um when he goes on his rants about black men traveling he has no supporting facts in his arguments and so he gathers or he tries to gather a team to just shame black men. But when you shame men from, you know, enjoying life and, and living a certain lifestyle, it's your, you know, your, your bullets don't affect anyone. Like you're wasting time, you know, five and six hour live streams talking about Mr. BBC, you're losing in life. You're getting fat, you're broke, you're miserable. So yeah. when black men hear, hear this, they just have their popcorn and their AirPods just laughing because you have no effect whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. listen to him for, for entertainment purposes and I laugh and um, I'm proud to be his uh, number one hater. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm a play devil's advocate here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play devil's uh -huh. advocate, even though I don't want to right now. But in uh, you right. know, just at the strength of the conversation, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Now, Kim was saying, "Why don't you go to Haiti, Belize, or some of these black countries that have your own women? Why don't you go there and dabble mm -hmm. in foolish whatever behavior that they see you guys dabbling in Latin American countries? What do you have to say about mm -hmm. that?" I have a passport and I can travel anywhere in, 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 in the world. So for you to tell me to go to Haiti and these particular countries, um, who are you to tell me that? And for what reason? 
Mm. So you're trying to basically tell me stay the, the hell away from Latin countries, okay? You're not wanted. Um, you're black. You need to stick to your own people. But I live in the United States. I can date Asian women. I can date white women. I can date Hispanic women. And there's nothing you can do about it. Now, now going going to that, um, mm-hmm. uh, stop fucking our women, bro. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> that's a joke, guys. That's just a joke. Um, it, it just it's just kind of funny because that's what I hear, you know. Um, these these right. people really, you know, when they complain, they, that's what they really talk. That's what they really mean. You know what I mean? Stop fucking our right. women. <laughs> it's it's just hilarious to me. Um, so. So now going to the United States here, um, you are you you have the financial ability, and the you know you're young. You know what I'm saying. You 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 live right. you live you know high class and all that. You have the ability to to basically pick up women here in the states. How come you don't do so? It, it, I'm just assuming you don't, but I'm just you know playing devil's advocate. How come you don't do so? Right. So before, you know, basically transitioning my life to being uh, a traveler on a continuous basis, I was that guy that was going to the clubs, dating, going to Vegas, I would say once a month, partying, you know, doing things that way. Um, But as I've gotten older and past relationships with certain women, I just realized that it's not to my advantage to want to settle down and live the American dream. Now, other people may want to do so, and that's your choice. But when I got that passport, uh, it was a complete game changer. And so I have the option now not to date and just settle for American woman, and it's a great feeling. Now, now, when you said not settle for the American dream, what American dream is that? Well, I feel that a lot of men have been sold on the fairy tale, happy wife, happy life. You get a house, everything is all good. But when you have a marriage license, especially here in California, the laws have very severe consequences for men. So the woman can not only divorce you, you can lose your property, you can lose your wealth, you can lose your children, and the stats are behind it. But you have a lot of men that, oh, that doesn't matter. I'm still going to do what I feel like doing and to each his own, but I'm not going to take those chances when I don't need to. Mm, I actually, I agree. I agree with that. I, I agree with that, that the laws here are stacked against men. Like I said before, I, I've personally seen it. I've personally mm-hmm. seen my friends get locked up by women lying to the cops saying that they beat them when they really didn't, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. after they get proven innocent, nothing happens to the woman. You know, you have also this Me Too movement, you know, with a mm-hmm. bunch of bogus accounts. Again, I am not saying that all of these women are lying. There's majority mm-hmm. to me, majority of these women are lying, but there are go- those small few amounts that are telling the truth about these horrible men that do do that. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is that it's so stacked against men. There's no accountability. You know, when they find out, hey, you know, she was lying. There's no 
um, you know, the the arrow doesn't tip one way when you um when they actually should be questioning. Okay, he did this to you. All right, now let's go talk to him. What's his side of the story? They automatically blame the guy. You're canceled. Get the hell out of here. And now you have to go through seven different news networks just to apologize. You understand what I'm saying? So absolutely. Yeah. So so I understand exactly what you're, and I do agree, and I do agree that the the system is stacked against men. You know, especially black men, you know, unfortunately, but it's true, you know. Um, so I do agree. So is is that the main reason um why you saw your passport as I'll say a golden ticket or maybe a Willy Wonka ticket, you know? Uh is that the reason why? <laughs> yes. Um I just came to the understanding that hey, if I do want to settle down and you know, have a family or get married or have a wife, I'm going to do it to a place to where worst case scenario, I'm not losing out on my livelihood. And so in the United States, that is not the place to do so. And as a man, I can settle down and have a family whenever the hell I want. You know, there's, there's no time period for men with women. It's different. Um, but you have a lot of these YouTubers that they will shame black men for traveling, but they're married to baby mamas, um, and they're stuck in the system, but they see you, you know, you, you, you have a purpose and you have this vision and you challenge their philosophy and they don't like that. So what do they do in return? They start shaming you. Mm, 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 okay. 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 Um, also, uh, again, um, I, I want to go back to, before I talk to about this other person, part of that live stream, I want to sure. go back to something else. Um, you also, they also say that, you know, these, these men self hate their own women. Um, these men, you know, they view their own women as bad and ugly and they kind of, mm -hmm big up Latin women because they got real hair and all this other stuff. This is what I've, you know, heard other people say again. I've never really? heard a black man say this at all who travels. You know, I never heard a black man say this mm -hmm. whenever I ask for video or anything. For some reason, I never get it. You know, right. Um, right. the only person I've heard bash a black women, but I don't know if he travels or not. I'm going to just assume he doesn't, but the only person mm -hmm. I've heard bash black women and he does it on a regular basis is Tommy Sotomayor. That's the only person mm -hmm. outside of that. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anything from the travelers. And according to you, from the rumors I heard, they said that you did that, but you're telling me wow. no. Um, again, why, why do they, why do they have to put that label on all the black men that travel? Right. Well, a lot of those people are not taking into accountability that you have a lot of men, black men here, and I'm probably sure it's the same thing in New York and Florida, where they pretty much dated either white, Asian, or Latin women throughout their whole entire life. Um, and I would include myself in that scenario due to, you know, mostly due to geographic reason, uh, region. 
because um, I grew up around a lot of Hispanics. And again, I went to college in South Florida and South Texas. So that's kind of my reasoning from dating outside of my race since I was, what, you know, since high school. Um, so I don't really have the need to shame black women and me dating a woman of another race. I always ask the question, how is that so patriot? If I identify as an African-American male, okay, and I understand my identity, that's not so patriot because I'm with a woman of another race, okay? Um, Except for white so, women. Except for white women. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so um, I find the reasoning for that very ludicrous and disrespectful. And it could be a, a jealousy situation as well. Um, but again, it's it's not the women. You know, I always fall back that it's the law system that's in place that do gotcha. not favor black black men and gotcha. all men here in the United States. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so going back to the live stream, um, this this person named Arpanaka got on. Um, I don't know too much about the history between you and Arpanaka. I don't know too much about Arpanaka at all. Only the things that you've told me, um, and I haven't I haven't uh, spoken to Arpanaka um, except for that one stream that I so happened to be a part of. You know that I was like, hey, let me just call in. You know because of the whole Miko thing. You know what I mean? Um, right. So with that being said, um, when Arpanaka got on, you got first of all the whole stream just fell apart. Afterwards, I, I that I don't know why Arbanaka even stood that long. He should have got off, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you guys had a history, you know, and it mm-hmm. was pretty prevalent why you guys had that history and you guys were having a back and forth. It was kind of crazy. Um, but he was saying mm-hmm. a lot of things, and you were saying also a lot of things too. So what? what first of all, can you tell us what the issue is with Arbanaka and you and, and you? Right. So. Arpanaka, he is a YouTuber um, that is, it's really hard to break him down in regards to if he's pro-feminist, if he's anti-red pill. But basically, he does participate with Kemp123, Stephen Rose, and shaming black men, period. You know, whether black men here uh, as Pookies and Ray Rays and successful black men. Um, and so when I've seen his videos uh, from Stephen Rose's channel, uh, you know, we had a live stream together. We talked about, you know, the lifestyle being single compared to the lifestyle of actually being married. And I listened to our Banaka and I respect his intelligence. However, there's a lot of ignorance that goes into his channel and his videos basically shaming either directly or indirectly black men, specifically black men who travel. So him and I got into a few debates um, and you know, I said to myself, okay, you know, 
why do you value your wife? And what's the whole purpose of being in a marriage when you're living in a whole nother country? And he really doesn't have a definitive argument. Um, and, you know, looking at his wife kind of explains a lot of things, you know, uh, it's like, hey, you're one of those men that just fetishizes white women and, you know, hearing her on the stream, she's very masculine tone and she's not attractive. You know, she's overweight. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just married her because she was white and she pretty much gave you played. And now you want to shame black men from traveling, but you don't have any room to talk because you're not successful in your marriage. Period. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, and, say, so you're saying mm-hmm. that Arpanaka's backyard is dirty and he shouldn't be talking. Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. Um, and, and you sent me. I don't. I don't know if this is. Is this her? You, you sent me a picture of, of his girl. Is is that yeah. is that them? So, okay. Right. Um, so when you're gonna have when you're gonna have a channel and promote yeah. Certain topics about being married and why you should be married and your wife looks like this and you're seeing, you know, black men, successful black men, people are going to want to look and see, okay, well, what type of woman you're, you're dealing with. And when you see this, you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) Me, me personally, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about the man's wife, you know, but me personally, Mm -hmm. me personally, I, I, uh, I don't, I wouldn't get with someone, you know, like that, but that's me personally. I'm not talking about her as an individual, but I'm right. just saying that women who look like that, I'm good. You know, um, right. I'm I, I have a different type of taste. You you understand what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. um, because you, you guys were going at it on this whole, um, you know, marriage and him here. So, so for what I understood was that he he's for what I've heard him say is that. He's very proud to be married, which, you know, any man should be, you know, if they're getting married, they of should course. be proud to be married. You know, you, you don't disagree with that, right? Mm-hmm. No, I don't disagree yeah, with that yeah. at all. Yeah, of course. But um, uh, do, do you see a marriage as something, you know, um, you know, beautiful and and something that, you know, is is, you know, between two, uh, two, uh, two people? Yes, okay. I do. As, lo- as long as it benefits the man. And it helps him throughout his livelihood. It is a very beautiful thing. Gotcha, gotcha. We'll we'll get into we'll get into that in a minute. But mm-hmm. um, so my thing my thing is that uh, um, he you know he's very you know uh happy about his marriage. You know, shout out to him. Um, the the thing that she so his his wife lives in Poland. For what I've heard from that stream mm-hmm. that you guys were going at that. And he is mm-hmm. here homeless, according according to you. But he also admitted that that he's here homeless, mm-hmm. and that's by choice. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, what what is what is the situation with that there that you find an issue with? So, I basically told Art, "How does that benefit you as a man?" that you basically sacrificed your livelihood for this woman 
and she's not in your presence. And when you tell him the facts, the logic doesn't add up okay. with Arbanaka. Okay, okay. And that's the problem that he has because being a married man, you take responsibility and you carry those responsibilities at all times. A man never benefits having a wife or a woman from a distance at all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I broke that down to him, he has a problem accepting that rationale. Well, well, to be to be fair, just to be fair, you know, there are certain people who do sacrifice uh, their their livelihood, and they, you know, mm-hmm. they they don't mind being uncomfortable for a good amount of time uh, until the mm-hmm. outcome is a beneficial to that, um, you know, relationship to that marriage. You right. know, there's um, I'm Latino, I'm Latino, you know, I've I've seen this all the time women or men who come here and they have like whole families and children back in their home country and they come here and sacrifice for a good one or two years to get their shit together, you know, and then bring the whole family over here. I've seen it happen. You know, um, some of my family members were a part of that, what they call, what the white supremacists call a chain migration, you know, but, um, Mm -hmm. for my understanding of the situation, you told me that they're both Americans. Right. They're, they're, they're both American. They're both, they're both mm-hmm. Americans. And the it, to me, again, I don't know him, but to me, it doesn't add up. If you're going to be here, you know, um, for X amount of years and there's no progress being made and you just keep on saying there's progress being made, progress being made and still, you know, sending that overall message. When you got nothing to show for it, you know, it kind of doesn't make sense, you know, for what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. 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 You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, you know, when our and I were going back and forth with this, his relationship, you know, he married her, I believe he was 23, 24 years old. Um, and, you know, hey, he struggled throughout his whole life and it, and it appears they struggle financially. The relationship struggled financially. You know, he claimed that he was a stay-at-home dad. The mom worked. And so all couples, marriages go through hard times, but you ride out those hard times together because you're in a marriage, okay? Your responsibilities are never like neglected, Okay. You can never yeah, dismiss yeah. your responsibilities. So your responsibilities as a man being married is to provide and protect at all times, okay? So when you go overseas and leave your wife, okay, and your supposed daughter, you neglect, neglecting, basically neglecting? Neglected, yeah, 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 neglected. that responsibility and you can't make that argument that, hey, you're taking responsibility because as, as a guy that's been in a relationship and understands the laws, you're basically just paying child support to her. You're not the husband, okay? And she gotcha. has no motivation to want to continue a relationship with you as being the wife because you failed to be a provider there 
where you guys were. Yeah. Well, I also heard that argument um, on that stream saying that um, what sense does that make? I'm trying to get a house over here paying rent for a house that I don't own. But what sense does that make if you're sending that same amount of money that you probably would, you know, do in rent to your wife? So what's <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? It, like, again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bash about anything. I don't know the situation. I'm just going based on what you told me and what I heard from that stream. You you know what right. I'm saying? So it kind of doesn't right. add up, you know. Um. Now, now I want I want to focus on single mothers for a second, um, because mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, he got with a with a single mother and stuff. I'm not gonna I'm not going to target her. I'm just going to talk about single mothers as, as a whole. Um, I have a rule, you know, when I was single, um, you know, and I have a rule, you know, basically now still, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that I don't date single mothers. I don't date them whatsoever. If I am going to date them, I'm going to, I'm going to date them for, for a, you know, for a while. Actually, to be honest, if I am going to date them, they already know what time it is, you know, like, listen, you know, we're, we're going to be messing around, but that's about it because I have that rule, you know, I don't date single mothers. And the reason why I have that type of rule is because they, this is just my ideology. Single mothers are already coming into the whole situation with one strike. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're already coming in Mm -hmm. that situation with one strike and they're already coming in, you know, with baggage. So it's kind of selfish that they're thinking, oh, well, you got to accept my baggage also. No, you got to kind of come at me a little bit more humble than that. You know, if you're going Mm -hmm. to, you know, if we're talking about actually, you know, becoming a union, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Right. With that being said, um, mind you, um, Mind you, there's always exceptions to this rule. You know, if a woman mm-hmm. had had a kid with a dude and they died or whatever, or um, you know what I'm saying, that's an exception. Or I've seen mm-hmm. s- situations where women, um, have unfortunately have gotten raped, and for some dumbass reason, I don't know why, for but some strange, stupid ass reason, they keep the kid. Those are not the situations I'm referring to. What I'm referring to is those, um, you know. Things that they they want to either they got pregnant and they're like okay I'm keeping it you know without no game plan and then when the mm-hmm. whole relationship doesn't um you know actually like you know uh the whole relationship goes bad then they say oh well you know I'm gonna go get somebody else now you know what I mean those are the type of those that's what I mean so uh, what what are your thoughts on the whole single mother thing. Right. So Arpanak is a great example of you don't marry a single mother and take care of her because throughout that marriage of 15 years, you have nothing to show for your home. Okay. And so what I mean by that is a single mother does not benefit you in these current times as a man. For one, you can, you're liable to pay child support to that single mother if the kid is not yours. Two, you got to always understand that the kid is always going to come first, okay? She has no respect for men for the most part because she chooses to be a single mother compared to someone that is a wife, okay? 
So no man with high value, okay? We're talking men that knows the game and that has been in a relationship should take on that responsibility when you can have a woman that has no kids, no baggage, and begin that family and mold her into the type of woman that's going to benefit you. And so single moms basically have the only purpose to be with the man is basically is to use him. Um, and that's pretty much shown here in the situation with Mr. Banaka. Yeah. Like, and, the, way, the way I see mm-hmm. it, the way I see it, um, again, I'm not talking about that situation, but the way I see it is um, for those, you know, single mothers that, you know, want a relationship, but they're not bringing anything to the table. You know, they automatically think mm-hmm. that their looks is good enough. You know, again, I'm going to go back to mm-hmm. that, to that strike that you come into the relationship already with a kid. You have a strike. Your, right. your, your stock value is down. I'm sorry, but right. you have to do something to compensate for that stock. You know, right. and if you don't do anything to compensate for that stock, then there's no reason for, for 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 even you know to even go further on this. You know, we might as well just mess around. You you see what I'm saying? Right. So the only way that you can, you know, be with a single mother and not really suffer the consequences is her making pretty much more money than you. That that's really it. And saying, look, yeah, I, I don't want I, I, I don't. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. See, if if I'm if I'm if I'm you know I'm about to hook up with Oprah and she's telling me she a single mother, I'll be like, so fucking what? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Because right. she because she has something to bring to the table besides money. She's coming with some education to probably help out my game so I could get some, my own money. You know what I'm saying? That's something mm-hmm. different. You, mm-hmm. you feel me? Mm-hmm. But most of these single mothers are not doing that. Um, and they're not conditioned to basically serve the man. So when I ask guys that, why did you marry a single mother? Why did you settle down with a single mother? They really can't give you no rationale besides, oh, well, she looked good or basically it was the sex and she loves me. But at the end of the day, a lot of these women are unattractive ghetto, nasty, and very masculine. And those are not feminine uh, traits that I desire in women, period. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, before we wrap it up, I got to come at you, bro. Mm -hmm. We got to keep it real, right? We got to keep it real. I got to come at you. You said something really crazy on that stream, bro. You said something really crazy Uh, that I disagree with. I, I, okay. you know, a lot of women probably think I'm misogynistic or whatever the case is. That's not, that's not true. That's not true. I actually disagree with, with, with QV. He, you t- said on the stream that women should be servants. Can you explain that, bro? Right. So a lot of men believe that women are, are equal to us, um, you know, we as the man should always compliment the woman when the woman needs to serve you. So if she's not born and raised to respect men, period, and values herself to where, hey, 
I'm going to be with this man because this is going to be my long-term survival, then you're losing a life. And so settling with a woman that doesn't serve you 24-7, and what I mean by that, cooking, cleaning, shutting up, um, knowing her responsibility as a woman, make, make sure she takes care of her health, make sure she smells good, make sure she's not fat, then if she's not doing those things, brother, you don't need to be with her. But, because but, the moment that... I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so the moment that you compromise for those irrational behaviors, then she doesn't respect you as the man. But but don't you if think willing, that's a little... Contra- mm-hmm. Don't you think that's a little contradictory if you're talking about if a woman value herself and a woman, you know, respects herself, how would she uh, be your servant if she's valuing herself and stuff? You know what I mean? That's kind of contradictory, right. don't so, you think? No, it's not. If she values herself, she knows her role as a woman. She knows her role to be submissive, to listen to the man, to not talk back, to not challenge him, and to not be promiscuous. She knows that that man is going to desire her and take care of her for the rest of the life, period. Does, when, does, she wants, when she wants to run the show and do things and you let her get away with that type of behavior, she's compromised. She's lost respect for you. And she will manipulate you to do the things that she wants to do. Yeah. And I'm totally, I'm totally against that. So, so does your ideal woman come with a dog collar? That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. No, right. no, 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 no. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. I'm, I'm, That's I'm a gonna, joke. I know. I'm gonna tell you my ideal woman and uh, my and my uh, rational oh, thinking. Oh man, here we go. <laughs> oh god. Right. So it's a woman that hasn't been untouched. Okay. And people are gonna think that I'm crazy, but this type of woman, you need to have a very great relationship with the father. She's raised well by her mother and her, her father, and she respects men at a very young age, and she understands her value and her worth and her role as a woman that basically, my role as a woman when I was born is to serve the man, you know, and, and basically, you know, give birth to his children and pass on the legacy. Wait, so so, wait, those, so, so let me uh-huh. let me ask you something. Um, first of all, first of all, I've gotten with some certain women, you know, even in my older years, and they told me they mm-hmm. still had their V card, which I never believed. You know how you 20, of course how, exactly, yo, how you how you twenty seven, you still got your V card? Fuck out of here, you know. Um, but you know the are you are you in turn saying that you will find more. Because you're saying submissive women, correct? That will serve you? Right. Okay, submissive women. Mm-hmm. Would, are she you already saying... has to have those traits. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She already has to have those traits. Do you think though you could find a submissive woman in um, here in America or overseas? Your chances are greater overseas. Um, it's going to be in that culture to where it's very traditional society. Um and that is your option if you want to have that type of woman. Now, if you do settle for a woman that, okay, let's say she's not a virgin or whatever, 
you as a high value man, you're not going to put yourself in a situation to where your future and your livelihood can be in a bad situation by signing a marriage license. So you say, you know what? I really like you. Okay. Yeah. You might be a single mother or you've been with X amount of men, but I'm willing to commit with you under these conditions. And that's not getting married with the, with the license. Yeah, Q, and if she says no, Q, you, mm-hmm. Q, you're killing me, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're killing me. Dude, no. Right. But the thing is, those type of women are not overseas anymore. Maybe back in the day. Have you been to DR? You know, you don't course, find those submissive I, I, women. Like, are you crazy? But, hold on. So let me let me say this. Again, brother, Um, you know, when those those type of places, I would totally agree. You know, a lot of those women do not exist. However, again, if you're going to desire that woman, okay, if she's not a virgin or she's not, you know, submissive, then you're going to accept her on your terms to where you're not being affected by any type of consequence. Okay. That's okay. that's my message. Okay. 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 I, I get I get mm-hmm. I get that, but that's very different. Your that that what you just said was very different from I want a woman to be submissive, dude. That's way that's crazy, dude. The way see look the way I see it is, um, mm-hmm. this is the way I see it. I could be completely wrong. You might people might call me a simp, whatever. The way I see mm-hmm. it, this way I see it is, is that once you get when you get with a woman. Both of you have to be in an equal mindset. You know, I'm not talking about financial. I'm talking about equal mindset. What is she bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? And what are both of you guys going to do to build up? I don't see her Mm -hmm. as being submissive at all. You know, I, I want her to, you know, do her role, you know, which meaning is guiding the family and having shit together. And I'm steering the family, you know, I'm, putting us in the course of happiness. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not looking her as a servant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not over here, what? like, the, you know, walking into the door. And I'm like, tuna casserole again? Fuck! You know? <laughs> and, and, and she's, and then I'm, and I'm like, you know what time it is. And she's like, back to the cage. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not, I don't want it. I, I'm not talking about stuff like that i'm gonna see her as equal you know what i mean certain things mm-hmm. certain things that um we might we might go through like some business decisions or whatever that's gonna be like um babe you you know just stay out of this because i got this you know what i'm saying other things she might have a great input in you know what i'm saying that you might not see so when i heard you say that you know, a woman should be a servant to, to me that, to me, that was kind of wild, you know, I, I, I understand it. And, and it is wild to most men, but you know, I, I, I respect your difference in opinion, but men and women were not equal. Um, she is to serve you and that is her purpose in life. And she can bring all those tangible things as a wife to you as long as you have the ability to lead up as, as a husband. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, again, 
you know, that type of woman that I'm talking about is raised by her father and her mother from, from start period. So literally is passed from <laughs> one man to the other. So I know people think that's crazy, but yeah. that's, that's, that's my philosophy. That's my way of thinking. <laughs> Um, oh. woman is your helper. She's not your business L- partner. Listen, listen. She's your secretary. <laughs> listen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Listen. Um, <laughs> if you ever do get a woman like that, let us know so we can help her out, okay? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Right. People think I'm crazy, family members too, but that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Nah, nah, listen, um, listen. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this conversation. Um, like I said, towards right. the wholesome, I don't, I don't, I respectfully don't agree. You know, I disagree. You okay. know, but it's okay. Right. We could have disagreements. You know, it's totally fine. Right. You know. Um, yeah. But um, please tell everybody where, uh, where, where they could find you, and for the women listen, where they could avoid you. No, no, let me stop. That's a joke. <laughs> Tell the, tell the people where they can find you, bro. <laughs> well, if you guys are interested in traveling, particularly in Mexico, um, Insta is where you'll find me. Uh, I also do videos kind of like this in a black men's traveling group. Uh, see the link below. There's a couple of videos on next treatment, and then there's a, a video on stocks over thoughts. Uh, and I actually have a private WhatsApp chat. Uh, if any brothers are interested in investing into stocks and um yeah that's that's pretty much it man i'm, yeah, I'm um, happy you had me the, on the show yeah yeah all the links that he talked about is gonna be in the link in the description down below he'll send it to me i'll just put it down in the details on the podcast or if this is on youtube you know description down below but um yo q thank you for coming in bro okay all right bro Okay, now that was the interview with QB Willie. Now I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, all of the links to find QB will be in the description down below. You know, on his Instagram page and all that. You know, if you want to ask him questions, he's always on YouTube. Just write the comments in the in the comments down below. You know what I'm saying? Um, if this is on the podcast, you know, go to details or whatever the case is and find the, you know and find his information you know what i'm saying his uh, instagram now i'm going to catch you guys later remember if you want to donate to your boy dollar sign radical latino or go to my website radicallatino.com and go to donate if you want to support your boy also on instagram and twitter at the same name radical underscore latino underscore and i'm going to catch y'all later <laughs>